0: Hallelujah. Let's just lift up our hands all across this place. Let's just begin to thank Jesus right now. His presence is here. His glory is here. Hallelujah. Jesus, we thank you, God. We love you, Jesus. There is nobody like you, God. There is nobody beside you. Hallelujah. We love you, God. We love you. We love you. We love you. God, we don't take for granted, God, what we feel here today, Lord. We don't stand here today, Lord, with with expectation of our own righteousness, God, but we are here by your goodness and your faithfulness, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. It is such an honor to be here today, amen, with the wonderful people of God, amen, of Apostolic Revival Center, as well as uh, my good friend, Pastor and Sister Hood, amen. We love and appreciate them dearly, amen, and it is truly uh, an honor to be here on a super Sunday, praise God. As uh, Pastor Hood already said, I am the only one standing between you and that delicious chicken. Praise God. But I was thinking about it as you were saying it, brother, and I was thinking, you know, because we are home missionaries. At one point, we were having church or Bible studies in our home. Our living room is right off of the kitchen, and there were times that we would have a lasagna or whatever in the oven. And as I'm teaching, I just start smelling the food. Amen. And if I know, if I was smelling it, everybody else was smelling. And uh, so, thankfully, we do not smell the chicken here today, praise God. (laughs) On my way in, amen, I was walking past Brother Diaz, and I said, man, I'm going to hurry up and get through this today, (laughs) praise God. Amen. You're a blessed people, amen. It is a blessing to live for God in this world and in this time, amen. If you have your Bibles, I want to turn to Psalms 34, amen, my family sends their love they're not able to be here today. Amen. But they love this church and they love your pastor and his family. Amen. And uh, it's an honor to labor alongside you wonderful people of God. Amen. Psalms thirty four. I feel a burden in my spirit today. Amen. Uh, for the people of God in my prayer. is not necessarily to preach a profound, deep thought, but I want you to leave here today. Amen. Challenged. Resting assured in the goodness and the faithfulness of God. Amen. Psalms 34, starting in verse 18, it says, The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and he saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. Says, he keepeth all his bones. And not one of them is broken. Not one of them is broken. With the help of the Lord and your help today, I want to preach to us on this thought. Unbroken in a broken world. Unbroken in a broken world. Let's put our Bibles down one more time. Let's just lift up our voice before the Lord today. Lord Jesus, we thank you, God, today. God, We understand, God, today that no life is here by coincidence. Lord, but you have set before us an opportunity. You have set before us a divine appointment, God. Our Lord Jesus, you know, God, every struggle, God. You know every situation. You know every circumstance, God, that every life has faced this week. But, God, I believe here today, God, that you have a word for somebody here. God, I believe, Lord Jesus, that you have a revelation, understanding, deliverance, God. Your power and your glory is resting in this place today, God. And I believe, God, that you are going to do the miraculous. I believe, Lord Jesus, today, God, that you are going to give understanding and revelation that only comes from heaven. I believe, Lord Jesus, today, Lord, that you are going to fill somebody with the baptism of your spirit today. In the wonderful and the mighty name of Jesus, let your will be done, God. Help us decrease that your spirit may increase in this house. In Jesus' name, today, God, I ask you, God, finally in this service, let us leave here today, God, with a greater understanding of who you are and who we are to you in Jesus name we pray amen 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 you could be seated in the house of the lord in Exodus chapter number 12 after about 100 or 430 years of slavery to Egypt god is about to deliver the children of israel out of bondage on the eve of the exodus from egypt one of the mo- most momentous events in jewish history is occurring And God instructs them to make a meal, but not just any meal in any particular way or any particular order, but rather God tells them to take a spotless lamb to their house and to slaughter this spotless lamb and to spread the blood of the lamb on the doorpost of the home. Barbaric to us, maybe, in this modern culture, sure, Amen. But this was to signify Amen, uh, for the death angel to pass over that home and to spare those that were inside of that home. This was known as the first Passover. God also told them to prepare. He told them uh, not only what to eat, but he told them how to prepare and eat this meal. In Exodus chapter number 12 and verse eight, it says you are to eat this meat roasted in the fire that night, along with bread made without yeast and bitter herbs And don't eat any of it raw or boiled in water. And make sure that it is roasted, the whole animal, its head, its legs, and its innards. And don't leave any of it until the morning. And if there are any leftovers, you are to burn them in the fire. And not only does he tell them how to prepare this meal, but he goes on and he tells them how and what condition they are to eat this meal. He tells them that they are to be fully dressed with their sandals on and a stick in their hand. And they are to eat it in a hurry, for this is the Passover to God. Scripture is layered with so many beautiful lessons to be learned. And this is not necessarily my message today, but I I would regret it if I didn't say it. God did not just tell them, amen, what to eat, but God also told them how to eat it. Amen. Amen. In the modern culture that we are living in today, amen, anybody that would like to tell you not just what to do, but how to do it, they would say that's legalism. Amen. And they would like to tell you, amen, that's something you should avoid. But can I tell you here today, amen, salvation and deliverance always comes with instructions amen I, I know this is hard for us to understand sometimes amen uh, but God did not just tell them what to eat in what condition the, the the sacrifice was supposed to be in but he told them amen how they were to be dressed uh, amen and what mindset and what approach they are supposed to approach that meal with uh, amen in this world would love to tell you that's too much uh, God is asking too much uh, of you but can I tell you here today uh, from Noah when God told him to build an ark to pitch it within and pitch it without uh, and what wood to use and how to do it uh, amen and what animals to to collect, amen, can I tell you Noah could have built an ark on his own wisdom his own understanding, but I guarantee you as the waters hit the boat amen, and the winds begin to hit the boat amen, it would always be in the back of his mind did I build this thing strong enough did I make this thing great enough to withstand amen, a wind in a water that I've never seen, amen this is why God gives us instruction this is why God gives us his word amen, this is why God gives us his law this is why God gives us his his commandments why, amen, because it is there amen, to furnish us, amen, to make sure, amen, that we are not walking in our own confidence and assurance, but we are walking in the confidence and the assurance of God. And this was the case with Noah. This was the case with the Passover. Amen. This was very even much the case. Amen. Every time that Jesus performed a miracle. Amen. Jesus would tell them, go and do this. Amen. And it was on the other side of their obedience to Jesus that their miracle lied. Amen. On the other side, even their healing lied. Amen. When they obeyed Jesus. Amen. it was there that Peter stood up. Amen. On the day of Pentecost that he began to declare how to be saved. He began to say, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of of Jesus uh, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, amen. You may say, oh brother, that's being saved by works. Uh, no, that's being saved by obedience to God's word. Uh, amen. God's salvation always comes with instruction. Amen. Can I tell you here today though, oftentimes we get so consumed. Amen. Uh, it's the obedience that saves. Not necessarily just the action in which we do. Amen. Oftentimes, and I've done it. Praise God. I, I've been born and raised in church. Thank God for that testimony. Amen. But we've all done it. Amen. And I don't believe there's anything wrong with it. Amen. But we read the story of, of the walls of Jericho falling down. Amen. And we love the idea. And we say, you know, let's walk around this, the church seven times. And God's about to do something. And we walk. Amen. But can I tell you, it was not the walking. Amen. That brought down the walls. It was the obedience to God. Amen. God could have told them jump around the walls ten, ten times. Amen. The, the walking did not bring down the walls, uh, Amen. But it was the obedience to God, uh, Amen. Oftentimes we get so uh, fall in love, Amen, uh, with the walking, uh, Amen. But God is looking for the obedience, uh, Amen. Oh, come on, somebody, uh, Amen. Come on, come on. We see this uh, all throughout Scripture, uh, where God says, "You have done, you've tithe and the deal and the mint, uh, but you have neglected the weightier matters, uh, Amen. You have overlooked uh, what I've tried to teach you, uh, Amen. You have you've have overstepped, uh, Amen. Because I am trying to show you, uh, Amen, and pull on the heartstrings of your obedience." Man, it was obedience, and it will always be obedience that will precede the miraculous work of God. Man, how are they to prepare for a deliverance? And this is why obedience is so critically important. How in the world are they going to prepare themselves for a deliverance they have never seen? Can I tell you here today, there are things that God has been calling, amen, into your spirit. He's been saying, come on, amen, give this, lay this down at my feet. And you've been saying, God, I I can't do that. That's all I got. This is all I see. This is the only path forward. Amen. This is all I know. And God's just saying, lay it down. Be obedient to me. And you're saying, no, God, amen, I can't do that. And God is saying, you know what, how in the world, amen, are you going to prepare for a deliverance that you cannot even imagine? What am I telling you here today? God is going to call this church individually, in uh, corporately, to places and uh, areas that you could not even imagine or even understand. Uh, and God is just saying, uh, Amen. This is going to be the miraculous. Uh, the revival is going to be done. Uh, amen. On people that are obedient to my leading, uh, that are seeking my face. Uh, amen. That are tired of doing the same old, same old. Uh, amen. Three songs and a poem. Uh, but God, we need your glory. Uh, amen. Every time we pray in the altar, uh, it's God. We need your glory. Uh, amen. We need your power uh, moving in every pew. Uh, In every heart, in every child, and in every life. Amen. And this is why, God, we come early to pray. This is why we knock every door that we can. This is why we reach to every soul that we can. It's because the revival God has for this church is paved with the road of obedience. Man. There's just some things in my life, amen, especially as a home missionary. Amen that just do not make sense. Amen. when I felt like God when you called me, I, I felt like I had a certain tool chest that I was good at, huh? and God called me into a place where all the tools that I had made no difference in that. Amen. Why in the world would a young man that's been born and raised in church does not know what it means, feels to be high or drunk, uh, amen, or deal with some of those issues that this world has? uh, And somehow God puts me in an environment uh, where people, they don't know what it is to be sober, praise God. And sometimes I'm wondering, God, what in the world? Why are you putting me in this situation? I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know what. I don't know how to minister to the situation. And God is saying, you know what? It's not you that gives them the deliverance, uh, amen. It is your willingness to be obedient to my leading uh, and to my guidance. Fighting. Amen. What am I telling you here today? There's some of you here today that have been so consumed, amen, with what you do not have. And God saying, I'm not interested in what you do not have. I am interested in you being obedient to my leading. I'm, willing, I'm interested in you being willing to step out in faith and confidence and assurance, not in your ability, not in your capacity, not in your, your pedigree, not in what you know. Amen. Not every verse that you can quote off the top of your head, but I'm calling out to you, amen, to step out. Amen. And where you have to rely and lean on me in everything that you do. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. You can be seated. Amen. But we see here in this Passover meal that God was preparing them to move, He was preparing them for this deliverance that they had not known or seen or could understand. They tell them, get ready for what the Lord is going to do. Later, we see God had delivered them and Later in Exodus, Moses tells the people that they are to continually celebrate the Passover forever as a memorial of what God had done in his deliverance from Egypt and salvation to the children of Israel. Yet here, Moses makes a very unique point about the condition of this Passover lamb. He tells them, you are to be sure to not break the bones of the lamb. What a weird point in the context of everything that he's saying, this lamb was to be slaughtered, this lamb was to be burnt on an open fire in its entirety. And but whatever you do, do not break the bones. I would like to assure you today that Moses was not a PETA activist, amen. But rather, Moses was following the direction of God. They are to burn the leftovers if, if they don't have, if they couldn't eat it all. And they, but whatever they were to do, they were not to break the bones of the lamb lamb was going to be consumed by fire, amen, but the bones were to be remain intact at the end of it all. There here remains something whole and complete and unbroken on the other side of the fire. What have I come here today to preach to you? I've come here today to preach to you something very simple that is being illustrated in this Passover lamb uh, and something that we can all hold on to here today. Uh, amen. That is illustrated in the life, amen, of this Passover lamb uh, is that there is something, uh, amen, that can remain whole and complete uh, and unbroken on the other side of the fire. Uh, amen. That there is something, uh, amen, that can remain complete uh, and whole on the other side of the trial of the fire of your life. Uh, amen. You can go through hell and back, uh, amen. But There could be something, amen, that will remain unbroken and complete and whole. I've come here today to tell you, amen, Jesus was that Passover lamb. Jesus, amen, was, amen, that, 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 that lamb that was slain from the foundations of the world, amen. And we see when Jesus, amen, when he was walking down the road and John the Baptist proclaimed, here is that lamb, amen, who takes away the sins of the world. And yet when he was crucified, the Bible tells us that not one of his bones were broken, amen, John 9. 19 tells us, uh, amen, that the soldiers broke the legs uh, of the two men that were on the side of Jesus on the cross, uh, amen, but when they, by the time they got to Jesus, uh, you got to understand here just for a moment, uh, amen, the reason why they broke the legs of those that were on the cross uh, is the only thing that they could do to keep themselves alive, uh, amen, because they were crushing under the weight, uh, amen, on the cross, uh, is they were to push up off of their feet, uh, and that was the only way that they could get a complete breath, uh, and so the way that the Romans, amen, would expedite their death is they would break their legs, uh, So they could not push off of their legs to get another breath. uh, And that was to speed up their death. uh, And so they did that to the the thieves uh, on the side of Jesus. But by the time they came to Jesus, uh, the Bible says that he was already dead. Can I tell you here today, uh, they pierced his side uh, with the spear. Uh, amen. They, they, they bruised his back. They did everything they could to Jesus. Uh, amen. But not one bone was broken. Uh, amen. John testifies of this in John 19 and 36. Uh, he says these things so have happened uh, so the scripture would be fulfilled, that not one uh, of his bones would be broken. Uh, amen. Can I tell you here today, uh, it was in Exodus 12 and 46 uh, that, rule, that that echoed uh, prophetically. Uh, amen. also in the text that we read in Psalms 34, uh, that he protected all of his bones, uh, that not one of them would be broken uh, down to the very last detail of Jesus' death. Uh, Jesus fulfilled every prophecy uh, amen, concerning the Messiah. He checked every box, uh, verifying, amen, that he was that lamb uh, from the foundations of the world, uh, amen. Oh, come on, it was not Jehovah Jr., uh, amen, but it was God robed in flesh, uh, amen, and he laid himself down uh, as the Messiah uh, that you and I could stand here today, uh, amen, without fear, uh, without wrath or doubting, uh, If we can lift up holy hands before the Lord and praise him and honor him. Amen. Amen. Jesus. He was ridiculed. He was questioned. He was berated. He was beaten. He was shamed. He was nailed. He was pierced. He was crucified. But yet he remained unbroken. Even every, after every stripe of the cat of nine tails on the back of Jesus for our healing, amen, Jesus was still unbroken. Every bruise that was placed upon his body for our iniquity, yet he remained unbroken. The crown of thorns was pressed upon his head and his heart failed from the cross. But can I tell you today, Jesus was still unbroken on the cross. I could imagine the enemy in that moment looking at Jesus, not being able to see what was on the inside and saying, look, we finally broke him. Amen. We finally broke him down. But what the enemy did not realize is on the inside of Jesus, not one thing was broken. Amen. Not one bone was broken. What am I telling you today? If Jesus endured everything on the cross, the ridicule, the shame, the pain, amen, can I tell you? Yet he was able to remain unbroken. And if Jesus was unbroken and we are in Jesus, we are able to remain unbroken on the other side of whatever the enemy throws at you. Whatever this world throws at you, you are able to remain unbroken uh, on the other side of the fire uh, I've come here today to preach to somebody I know hell uh, has come up against you and your family uh, and in your mind uh, and in your finances in your peace uh, but I've come here today to tell somebody uh, if Jesus can remain unbroken uh, amen that promises to you here today uh, that you are able to remain unbroken on the other side amen amen the Apostle Paul tagged on to this thought Amen. As we begin to speak to the Church of Corinth Amen. in first Corinthians 1 Paul is writing a letter to this church and he's seeing the divisions and, 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 and then the the fractured nature of the church and he's seeing all the 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 the, the the various sins and issues that are happening and and don't and, and you you got to understand this oftentimes we read scripture amen with the benefit of knowing the end of the story uh, and we think we don't we don't recognize the conflict in the moment uh, but 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 Paul is writing to a church uh, that is very new in Christ uh, they're trying to navigate these new waters and and cultural uh, differences and understandings and, and different ways of living and old sin mentalities and justification that he's trying to deal with the church like us that are dealing, amen, with the uncertainties of the world around them, Uh, amen, but Paul, amen, before he ever deals uh, with sexual sin, before Paul ever deals uh, with the internal lawsuits within the church and the food laws, uh, amen, and the marriage issues uh, and what to wear and what not to wear, the first thing that Paul establishes with the church of Corinth uh, is that the body of Jesus is unbroken. Yeah, come on. Amen. The Bible says, now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you may speak the same thing, that there be no divisions among you, that you may be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. And he asked this question, is Christ divided? What Paul is literally saying is the body of Christ broken. What was he saying? If Jesus' body was not broken, the church of God can come together under Christ and in Christ. Amen. Paul, understand the fundamental truth. Amen. That this gospel is not a broken gospel. This gospel is not a fragile gospel. Amen. This gospel. Oh, come on, somebody! This gospel will stand the test of time. This gospel will stand the test of broken and flawed people. This gospel will stand. Why? Because this gospel is not a broken one. Uh, This gospel is whole. This gospel of Jesus is complete. And it is unified. Uh, He also let the church of Corinth know that not only is Christ unbroken, but Christ is calling his church to be unbroken. He calls them, amen, to a higher ideal. He calls them to a higher plane uh, of thinking and living. Uh, He's calling them to be whole and complete uh, and a unified people. Uh, He is telling them that you can remain unbroken uh, in a broken world. Uh, This is uh, the theme that he's writing in as he writes 2 Corinthians 4. Uh, He says, uh, amen, he says that God has called, uh, commanded the light to shine out of darkness. uh, And it is shining in our heart to give light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. Uh, He says this, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels uh, that the excellency and the power of uh, may be of God and not of us. Uh, For we are troubled on every side, yet we are not distressed. Uh, We are perplexed, uh, but we are not in despair. Uh, We are persecuted, but we are not forsaken. Uh, We are cast down, uh, but we are not destroyed. Uh, Always uh, bearing about in the body of the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. What is he saying? He's saying if you have the life of Christ in you, you are able to remain unbroken in troubling times, in confusing times, in desperate times. He is saying it is not defined on the condition of your vessel. Amen. You and I are all earthen vessels. We are fragile. Amen. We are just clay of the ground. Amen. God knows our frame, but we are not defined by what we are made of, but we are defined uh, by what is in us uh, and he is saying if the spirit of God uh, is on the inside of man uh, amen even the most fragile thing can be cast down uh, but it will not be broken uh, amen I'll come here today to tell you uh, that God is able to sustain you uh, God is able to keep you uh, God uh, yeah, yeah 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 we are able to remain unbroken in a broken world amen I am not naive to the fact That we are all living in a broken world. I am not here today to preach to you. Amen. Some fairy tale gospel. Amen. That you are going to float off the ground two feet. Amen. You'll never have a problem. Amen. And life is full of butterflies and unicorns. I am not here today to preach to you. Amen. Jesus did not even preach that. He said that you are going to have trouble in this world, uh, that you are going to endure those things. uh, But he lets them know that I will never leave you or forsake you. Uh, He was letting them know you are going to face hardships. uh, Amen. But the difference between you that are in Christ uh, and those that are on the outside of Christ uh, is that you can go through hard times uh, and you are able to remain unbroken on the other side of the fire. Yet while this world is going through it, uh, we We understand uh, that there are people uh, that are ravaged with sin in this world uh, and their lives are broken, uh, their minds are broken, uh, their hearts are broken, uh, their marriages are broken, uh, their families are broken, uh, amen, their hope is broken, uh, amen, why? But you and I have the benefit of being in Jesus uh, and we are able to endure the hard uh, things in life without being broken. Us being in a world that is fractured with sin, being in a world uh, that is fractured uh, by the nature of sin and the brokenness of this world, oftentimes uh, you and I can become more acquainted with the brokenness of this world uh, than the wholeness that God has to offer through his word and through his spirit. And far too often we become way more uh, complacent and we accept uh, broken things. We accept broken things in our marriage. Uh, we, we accept broken communication. Uh, we we accept broken trust. Uh, and we, we accept these broken things. Uh, and we just say this is just the way that it is. Uh, this is just the cards that I have been dealt. Uh, but God has sent this preacher here today to preach to you. Uh, amen. This ought not be the way that it is. Uh, because when we are in Christ, uh, we are a new creature. Uh, the old things uh, have passed away. Uh, amen. And Behold, all things become new when you are in Christ. Amen. God has given you the promise of being able to go through broken times, but he being able to come out on the other side unbroken. Yeah, man. Good. Good. Amen. this is why it's so critical, visitor friend. Amen. that you are born again of the water and of the spirit. Amen. We must be born again of the water and of the spirit. Why? Amen. Because when we go down in the name of Jesus, uh, amen, we are literally putting on Christ. We are going down in Christ. Amen. And when we come up, amen, we are coming up. Uh, amen. the Bible says that that same spirit, amen, that dwelled in Christ and him up. Uh, amen. we are given that same spirit through his spirit. Uh, amen. And through that infilling of his spirit, uh, I am telling you here today, we cannot go through this world, uh, amen, without being baptized uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, amen, and, and being filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, amen. Uh, you cannot afford to go another day, amen, without without getting dunked in that water in the name of Jesus, amen, because why? It's because you are dealing with the broken world, and there are broken things in you that need to be made whole by the power and the glory of God. There are some things that only can be made whole by Jesus. There's just some things, amen, that drugs can't do. There's some things that relationships cannot do. There's wholeness that you have been looking for everywhere you go, amen, but it is found, amen, in the waters of battle. Baptism and the infilling of God's spirit in this altar here today. Amen. In Jesus, we find wholeness and we are able to walk in a broken world and remain unbroken. I've come here today to talk to somebody and I'm almost done. If you want to remain unbroken, despite the conditions of the world that we are living in, you have to hold on to unbroken things. I quoted it a moment ago, but Romans chapter number 8 and verse 11 says, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. Amen. It is the Spirit of God, amen, that gives us the power to remain unbroken in a broken world. Amen. you got to hold on to the unbroken power of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you want to remain unbroken, amen, even saints of God that have been living for God for years, none of us can go afford to go a day without walking in the Spirit. Not one of us can afford, amen, to go a day without walking, amen, in the Holy Ghost. Why? Because that is the only way uh, that you can sustain, uh, Amen. To, to, to walk through this broken world uh, and remain unbroken, Amen. Amen. The Bible tells us that First Thessalonians number, chapter number five, verse sixteen, it tells us: rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, uh-huh. and everything give thanks. This is the will of God. What am I telling you? You know, oftentimes we read that text and and some of us think, man, some of us real spiritual folk. Amen. We start thinking "Man, I just walk around all day mumbling to myself in prayer. And I would guarantee you do that. I guarantee you people will cross the street when you're walking down the street. Praise God. Amen. No, go ahead. Amen. I'm I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be cynical to anybody. Praise God. Amen. But we've all had that zealous moment, praise God. We're like, man, we're going to pray without ceasing. We're just going to walk all day praying, talking, amen. I guarantee you my wife would say, man, honey, what do you want for dinner? And I'm sitting there praying, praise God. It won't be very long till she gets frustrated with me, praise God. Stop praying tell me what you want for dinner, amen. Amen. That's not what the text is saying. What the text is saying here, it is saying pray without ceasing. In other words, uh, Amen. Create a life, uh, Amen. That is that is not that it has unbroken prayer, uh, Amen. That every day you wake up uh, and you make up in your mind, I am not starting my day uh, without th- touching the throne room of God, uh, Amen. I am not starting my day uh, without touching Jesus, uh, without breaking through my flesh and laying it down at the feet of Jesus, uh, Amen. I, if I'm ever going to remain unbroken uh, in this broken world. Uh, I got to hold on to unbroken prayer. I got to hold on. I got to establish an altar in my life. Amen. I got to establish a place in a time that is a priority, and God's not getting my leftovers, but I am establishing a precedent of an unbroken prayer. Why? Because I understand how fragile I am. I understand my frailty. I understand my humanity. And I need that unbroken prayer to remain unbroken in a broken world. And we got to hold on to the unbroken promises of God. Sure. The Book of Hebrews talks about all of these people of faith the roll call of faith uh, of people that lived their life on the premise uh, that God amen was building uh, amen a city the foundation the maker was God uh, amen they were working amen they were toiling uh, they were trusting and operating uh, and some of them never seen it in their lifetime uh, but they proceeded on the basis of God's promise to them uh, and God counted it to them as righteousness uh, God seen them why uh, amen there is something about a people of God uh, that live their life on the promises of God uh, that say you know what I am not living uh, amen on what I think uh, amen or what I feel uh, but I am trusting in the promises of God whether I see it uh, or whether I don't uh, amen whether I feel like it's been years gone by uh, I am still leaning uh, and trusting uh, on the unbroken promises of God Uh, can I tell you here today God cannot lie Uh, there is one thing that God cannot do uh, and that is lie Uh, amen God if he has made you a promise uh, God is faithful to keep the promise uh, but we got to hold on to the unbroken promises of God uh, amen if God told you that you're saved loved one was going to be unsaved loved one uh, was going to come back into the household of safety amen don't let anybody take that from you Uh, amen if God said he was going to heal your body uh, I don't care what the doctor says Uh, you better hold on to the promises of God Uh, amen if God come on somebody Uh, if God said there was going to be peace uh, in your marriage and in your mind uh, amen I don't want anybody to steal that from you you got to hold on uh, to the unbroken promises of God Hallelujah! Uh, you know you gotta also hold on. The musicians could come. You gotta hold on to unbroken faith. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. James talks about this. He says, "My brother counted all joy when you fall into diverse temptations." He says, "Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but lest patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect." An entire wanting nothing. What is he saying? He's saying, amen, when you hold on to your faith, even when you are enduring hardships and temptations uh, and trials and situations, if you are willing to hold on to your faith in God, uh, amen, you will not be ashamed in those moments, uh, but rather your faith, uh, amen, works into patience uh, and patience has its work, uh, amen, and then it is through that process of trusting uh, and holding on to your faith in God, uh, amen, that you are being made whole uh, and you are being made complete, uh, amen, it is in those moments, uh, amen, that when the word of everybody else has failed that you begin to see that God's word does not fail amen when man's word has failed and you have failed and you have fallen short amen but it is in those moments where you say God I am holding on to you I am trusting your word I am walking in faith and assurance that you are going to do what you said you are going to do what are you doing amen even in the hard times you are proving your faith amen In God is real and that the God that you serve is real And it is through that process that you are being made whole. You are being made complete. Trials that God allows you to go through are not there to break you. They're there. They're not there to destroy you, but rather they're there to grow you. Amen. They're there. Amen. To teach you and to furnish you. Amen. And to grow you into maturity. Oftentimes we shake our fist at God and we say, God, why in the world are you allowing me to go through this? When God is saying, ah, I'm conforming you and I'm shaping you in my image. I am making you more like me. Amen. What am I doing? He's saying, I'm putting the broken things back together. I'm keeping you together. I'm shaping you and I'm molding you as I see you. Amen what am I telling you here today people of God you got to hold on to unbroken faith it was even Jesus himself as he looked over his his disciple Peter he says Peter Satan he desires to sift you as wheat you know what they do with wheat they crush it and they throw it up in the air and the good stuff lands down and the chaff flies away but before you ever get to that stage, you have to break it. And Jesus is letting Peter know this world is going to do everything it can, Peter, to break you. <laughs> I feel this so strongly in the Holy Ghost right now. There are some folks that have just endured some hard things in life. You've been dealt some situations and circumstances that you have no idea why you've been dealt these things that some home life you've been raised in that you had no idea it was not of your making it was not your problem amen it feels like life has done everything it can to grind you down Uh, but I've come here today to preach to you today Uh, the enemy has done everything to sift you as wheat Uh, but just as Jesus paid for prayed for Peter uh, he says but I have prayed for thee uh, that your faith uh, may fail not Uh, amen I've come here today to tell somebody uh, you got to hold on to unbroken faith Uh, amen you got to hold on uh, amen to the promises of God, uh, hallelujah, let's stand all across this place here today. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that heaven and earth will pass away. He says, but my words shall never pass away. You know what else is unbroken? The Word of God. This is why what we do here today, this is why every time you open up your Bible in devotion before God, this is why every time you sit down for a Bible study, it is not a trivial matter. What are you doing? Uh, you are opening the unbroken word of God, uh, amen, and you are, you, are, you are establishing your life in it. Uh, amen, you are, you, are, you are allowing the word of God to shape you and challenge you, uh, amen, to begin to pull on your heart and convict you and draw you, uh, amen, into this why, uh, Amen, this is the only way that we'll be able to endure a broken world. Why, the psalmist knew, I word I've hid in my heart, that I may not sin against you. What was he saying? Amen, if I'm ever going to deal with this flesh, I, I've got to hide this word. i, I got to hold on uh, to the unbroken word of God. I, I've got to hold on to this thing. I've got to put it in my heart. I, I've got to invest it, uh, everything I've got into this thing. Why? Uh, is This is the only way to remain unbroken in a broken world. Come here today to preach to somebody. You've endured all kinds of broken things. Like I said, in the early onset of this here today, there are some of you that are far more acquainted with brokenness than you are wholeness. Amen. And when you come into a house like this, you look at people and you think, man, this, this church must be full of all kinds of people. And I, this is not a criticism on this church. This is a general statement. Amen. But sometimes people come into church and they say churches are full of hypocrites because people look like they got it all together and they feel like they got their tie on. They got their hair slicked right. Amen. They got their clothes pressed. They look all good. Amen. brother Jonathan singing, amen, like an angel praise God, everything's looking Good. Praise God. Everything is great in this church. These people must be broken. Why is because you've endured a life that is so broken all the time that every time, even when somebody made promises, they failed you and they've fallen short. Even those moments, those institutions and places that you ran to for somebody to put you back together. And somehow they broke you and they failed you and you are more acquainted with brokenness. And when you come into an environment of wholeness, I mean, you are automatically skeptical. All you know is broken. Can I tell you here today, uh, amen, if you only understood the testimonies of people that are standing next to you today, amen, people that have endured hard times, uh, people that have endured all kinds of trials, uh, not one of us are perfect, uh, not one of us will have it all together, uh, amen, but we also understand uh, that the body of Christ is unbroken, uh, amen, and you are in a right place, uh, you are in a good place uh, here today to find your wholeness, uh, amen, this is the right place, uh, this is the altar here today where you can find, uh, amen, wholeness that you've been looking for uh, amen completeness amen that God uh, is the only one that he is able to give I want to make the appeal to somebody today saint of God visitor and friend man these altars here today you come forward as they begin to sing amen and just lift up your hands before Jesus and say God you see every broken part of me God, you see, God, the remnants of my life. You see the ruins of my life. You see the the brokenness, God, in my heart. You you see every tear that I've cried that nobody else has ever seen. You see the brokenness that I've had to endure, the abuse, the hardships that I've had to endure. But God, I am trusting that you are the God that this preacher says you are. That God, at the end of it all, that there is something that could be whole on the other side of my trials. That something could be whole on the other side of the brokenness that I've had to endure, uh, and that you were able to put it all back together. Uh, I've come here today to preach to you. Uh, God is not interested in replacing you, uh, but God is interested in redeeming you. Uh, God is interested in putting you back together. Come on, let's pray right now in the name of Jesus. God, I release God, a spirit of faith in this house right now. God, you see, God, the enemy, God, that has has spoken into the minds and the hearts of people here today, uh, spoken into the minds and the hearts of marriages, uh, that says that it is always going to be broken this way. Uh, but God, I plead, I plead the blood of Jesus over that marriage. Uh, I plead the blood of Jesus over that broken mind. Uh, I plead the blood of Jesus even uh, over that broken heart. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, I pray right now, God, that you are going to put things back together again. Uh, that you are going to fill somebody with the baptism. Uh, of your spirit in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's just begin to cry out to Jesus right now. Amen. God is putting things back together. God is making things whole again here today.
1: In the name